Hello, and welcome to My Little House of Prayer Ministry. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I am so very glad that you could join me today. So far, we have discussed 10 through 13 and verse 18 in the series on Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Verses 10 through 11 discussed how vitally important our need is for the full armor of God, that when we join this Christian walk, we are in a battle that belongs to the Lord. That should be the first thing we put on to start our day. And Matthew 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. In verse 12, we learned what and where the battle lies. That we need a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We need to know to whom we are and to whom we belong. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15 through 17. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jaru. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Then in verse 13 we learned our need to endure to the end that we are to totally trust in him who is able to save to the utmost, that after we have done all we know to do, we are to put our trust in him. Exodus 14, verse 13 through 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Matthew 24, 1-15 And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him, for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, that there shall not be left here one stone upon the other that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. 
and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. This sounds like what is going on in the world today, doesn't it? Last week, because of a question, we jumped to verse 18 and learned about leading a prayerful life. Verse 18 of chapter 6 in Ephesians, our desperate need to read the Word of God on a daily basis and how to read it. Matthew 4.4 But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, and our need for living a fasted lifestyle, and how, according to Isaiah 58. Now we are discussing Ephesians 6, verse 14. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. But before we get into this, I want to to take time to testify of his almighty greatness. For those of you who have heard me talk about the warfare I've been in, that this is on a personal level. The fight is to stop the message. And yes, there is a Jezebel spirit at work, but not from the direction that some have heard. My dad raised me up with this saying, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. My Heavenly Father taught me not to listen to gossip, especially if the person is not there to defend themselves. When the person is not there to defend themselves, it is gossip, according to Romans 14, verse 17 through 19. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify one another. Last week I was working in my yard talking to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As I was talking to him, I was asking him about the question of the Jezebel spirit that has been one area of warfare. That is, when he began to talk about how we are snared by the words of our lips, according to Proverbs 6, verse 1 through 4. My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself. When thou art come into the hand of thy friend, Go humble thyself, and make sure thy friend. Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. The incredible part about this revelation is, is that same night, my pastor said the same exact thing. How powerful is that? And he was teaching about Ahab, Jezebel, and Elijah. He taught on 1 Kings chapter 18. How powerful is this? 
I thank God for confirmation. It was so powerful. Another testimony. This is to help my brothers and sisters in Christ. My pastor felt it was personal, but yet led to share it with the church. He went into prayer as he usually did, praying for the brethren. As he was praying, he said, in the name of Jesus. That's when the Lord spoke up and said, that's not right. My pastor says, huh? In the name of Jesus Christ? The Lord said, that's not my name. So my pastor went on a word study and realized that in the Lord's day, they did not go by surnames like we do today. You know, the first and last name only. In the Lord's day, it was Jesus of Nazareth. In other words, a person's name and where they came from. But then you finished with his title, Christ. So then the Lord told him that when you call on his name, it goes like this. Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ. Since he shared this and I have applied it to my prayer time, miracles have been happening. This is not a formula, though. You just have to use his whole name. It doesn't have a particular order as long as you use his name, where he's from, and his title. He paid such a dear price for that title. He deserves it. You just have to use the whole name because even in his day, there were so many Jesuses. And, the, and even it's even now there's so many Jesuses. And the enemy is so legalistic that you could be talking about any Jesus. Remember, this also, miracles are for the lost. They are to speak to the lost. It's like this. I own my house. I live in my house. But my house is not mine. It belongs to the Lord. I just get to be a caretaker of a wonderful plan. Now on to the message at hand, Ephesians 6:14. Our loins speak of the procreative power the Lord has given us. There is no greater procreative power the Lord has given us than that of birthing lost souls in the spirit realm. And he says to have it girt about with truth. Pontius Pilate asked the question the world is asking even today, what is truth? according to John 1838. In the Webster's Dictionary, girt means moored, so taught by, cables as not to swing to the wind or tide. Gird means to encircle or fasten with a belt, to surround, to prepare oneself for action. So we are to prepare ourselves for action by surrounding ourselves with the belt of truth so that we are not able to sway with the wind or tide, so that we can produce lost souls. John 8.32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If the, John 8.36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. James 1, 1 through 8. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. 
My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not a man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you are double-minded, wishy-washy, your Christian walk does not speak to the lost. So temptations will come. Why? To try our faith. But if we take action by having our loins girt about with truth, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we have his truth to keep us stable and focused. The belt is two cords, according to Matthew 18:20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift his, up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. So in his wonderful mighty name we are prepared to fight. In his name we are surrounded in his truth. His name. And his truth will keep us stable. When the enemy comes with temptation and lies, you will find in his truth, the word of God, a way of escape. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Next, we are to put on the breastplate of righteousness. We are to protect our hearts, to guard and keep it in the paths of righteousness. Proverbs 4.23 through 27. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Why? Because of Jeremiah 17, 9-10. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, and according to the fruit of his doing. You see, our heart controls what comes out of our mouths. This is why I was led to go on a no-speaking fest. 
I didn't have control over what came out of my mouth. My heart needed to come in line with the Word of God. So for three days, my food was the Word of God. I prayed. I could not speak. When it was important, I could write what I had to say down. And when you have to write what you want to say and not speak, you take more thought in what you were about to say. <laughs> Matthew twelve thirty four through 37. O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words shalt thou be condemned. Now I see why I gave that testimony. Remember, the enemy is always trying to get us to fight him on his terms and on his turf. Why? Because we are no match for him in the arm of our flesh. Remember, our flesh is under the curse of this world due to sin, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 50-55. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must be put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death, where is swallowed up in victory? O oh, death, where is thy sting? O oh, grave, where is thy victory? We have to allow his word to mold and change us until the day of his glorious coming. We have to gird our loins with his truth. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We have to protect our hearts with his righteousness by surrounding it with the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. By applying the word of God in our daily walk with the Lord. By allowing the word of God to change our choice making decisions. So how do we put on the breastplate of righteousness? By putting on Jesus Christ of Nazareth. How do we protect our hearts? Through his blood sacrifice and reading the word of God. That is our road map home. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. How does the Lord order our steps? Through his precious word, the Bible. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I depend on his beautiful word to continue to mold and change me. And boy, has it ever. I've not arrived at where I want to be eternally united with my Lord and King. 
but through the power of his awesome love letter and the Bible. Through the power of his awesome love letter, the Bible, and my relationship with him. Through the power of his precious Holy Spirit, I'm not who I used to be. That old man is definitely dead. So after hearing all of this, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. In other words, look at your sin. Face it head on. And know that you have a Savior who's redeeming you from it. Be broken over that sin because he is near to those who are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. So you need to acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. Ask him for his forgiveness for all of your sins. Call them out to him. Then you turn around and you thank him for his forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning those sinful habits. Change your choice making. Let Jesus Christ of Nazareth influence your choice making decisions as you get in his holy word. Ask him to be Lord over your life. I'm going to pray this prayer with you, but it's just an outline. The real work begins after I pray for you because it is a personal walk. It is a personal thing between you and your Lord. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. I want to welcome you to the family of God. I am so excited over your decision to take up the cross of Christ and follow him. Please let me know of your decision so that I can pray for you. Also, let me know of any prayer requests you may have by emailing me at myonelittleafmp at aol.com. I want to pray with you. Feel free to follow, share, and like the blog. Hop under the blood.blogspot.com. The uh, Bible study on Facebook that is that is live, and or the podcast on Podbean under Dayla Smith. My Little House of Prayer. You can also tune in, follow, like, and share the podcast on iHeartRadio and our FM player under My Little House of Prayer. That's a lot easier to find than the podcast if you don't know how to use 
navigate the podcast. Anyways, I am so glad that you chose to join me at my little house of prayer today. Please be sure to join me next week as we study Ephesians 6, 10 through 18.